Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Apollo Audio Podcast. This week we had an album from 1999, The Writings on the Wall by Destiny's Child, and an album from 1989, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. Which one do you want to start with, guys? 89, let's go 89. Eight, so we do it in date order, okay, yeah. fine. Would, that means we're doing it in numeric order as well, because this was the lower one down the list. Fine. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. Uh, their debut album, uh, Nine Inch Nails, probably pretty well known now, I guess. Mm. Trent Reznor and, is it Atticus? Finch? No, that's the guy from uh, To Kill Him <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I thought, it I thought he something? changes his band every album, or has he got uh, another? Yeah, I think for a few years now, there's been basically two of them. Yeah. How but, fun um, would that be? Be yeah. like, but, yeah. you know what? You've lost your. Yeah. I've had your enough groove on bass. Get it. That'd be fun. Uh, well, I think we've maybe touched on this before. Though. This Nine Inch Nails album, first one, Trent Reznor, it's basically him, right? Yeah. There's not really any. Mm. There's some other people programming stuff and mm. producing and mixing, but. Largely from a writing and performing point of view, it's all uh, Trent Reznor. Big up Trent. Yeah, 1989, right at the death of the 80s. <laughs> uh, sounds like a 90s album to me. Mm. <laughs> it blew um, my mind. I don't know. I- I'd love to know what you guys think because I could I could probably talk about too much about this album. I've, but um, um, I'd love to know what it's you one guys of your favorites, thought, isn't it? Uh, shall Shall I do a little Go preamble? On, do, yeah. Shall I do a little preamble? Mm. Yeah, this is the first album on the list that I actually bought. The thing I remember, this is always tied up for me with driving in the car with my cousin, who introduced me to lots of the music that I love. He's about a year and a bit older than me, so a lot of my music taste comes from my uh, elder cousin Derek. Shout out Derek. Um, and this is what I mean hindsight's a wonderful thing but that's what I remember is driving around in the car getting this played and going what the hell is this this is mm. fucking awesome like listening to this style of music at that point 1989 this was like this is banging to what I was into mm. absolutely at that period and it's very much tied up with Violator by Depeche Mode I kind of tie the two albums together mm. I think Violator came out a little bit later about six months later I think um but yeah, this for me was like a kind of a, whoa, I love this. And yeah, as I said, it's the first one on the list that I went and bought. Yeah. We'd have bought it on CD though. This would be getting into the post-vinyl part of my mm. uh, life. I would have gone and bought this on uh, CD. So yeah, I think I said at the end of, when we, when we picked this one, I think I said this is one of my favourite albums of all mm. time. I was a little bit nervous going back to listen to it <laughs> in case I went, oh, it's not as good as, not as, good as I remembered. Um it probably didn't hit me as hard as I remember, like that opening track, because just from familiarity, probably as much as anything else, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't quite relate to that how big an impact it had on me yeah. when I heard it first. Mm. But as I went through the album, it was like I, I want to say like it was putting on like, like you know that kind of analogy of putting on an, an old cardigan or something like that. It was <laughs> it was like an old friend, but that's probably not a great analogy because it's not that warm and comforting. <laughs> but it was it was like revisiting my youth to a bit. It was like you know recap. There's yeah. definitely a nostalgia that was attached to it for me. So um, yeah, it was good fun listening to it. I really enjoy, it's probably the album I've most enjoyed so far. Yeah, it's along like the sort of genre of music I listen to. I think it's I know you said it's quite nineties. I think it's it sounds like that the kick drum you get on every song sounds so eighties. Yeah. I think it, you can hear like it's the period it's from. 
But, um, it's very sequenced. I mean, it's yeah. not real sounds. No. I, mean, I think of sampled sounds, I think. Is that I, industrial? I it's, it's Is that what you call of, it? Yeah, I see it was kind of industrial because it's not very heavy. It, no, there's think, a lot more industrial like electronic than that. But it's ele- yeah, it's, electronic um, rock yeah. pop, probably, yeah. something like that. That's what blew my mind. I'm not a fan of nine inch nails. Not that I don't not that I dislike them. Um just the the, the big rock the hand that fills and hand that feeds, yeah. Yeah. Hand that feeds sorry, and um there's another tune I know. Uh, and so I, I very much just thought it was fairly heavy. They were like a fairly heavy rock band. And I knew about uh, Reznor, who was the guy who yeah. I knew about him always changing his bands. And he's... Um, yeah, he does a lot of so- but, uh, film soundtracks nowadays. Yes. Social network. Yeah. But so this blew my mind because for me, this was a synth pop album. Like I, I, there was a, the, the opening track, obviously the hit is, uh, is, is slightly heavier, but... Like a couple of the intros and stuff, like it was like a drum machine. I was fully yeah. expecting like Prince to come up with his yeah. full set and start. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't <laughs> expecting this, and I was really no. pleasantly surprised. Um, not that I dislike the rock stuff, but it was, um, I thought it was really interesting. And, and the bit that was most interesting for me was how a lot of the production was quite synth pop, but then his vocals quite, he's quite like, you know. It got quite a rocky voice. Yeah, and I think you can tell yeah. that. And I like the mix between the two. It's quite yeah. nice. Because I don't think his vocals are perfect, but I think it works. You can tell there's absolutely not, nothing done in his effects. He does hit some notes, which are sometimes a bit flat or whatever. But yeah, it was it's sort nice, of yeah. fits to that. So, like, it's yeah. so. It's quite raw, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of sound. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I, I had no idea. And it probably won't make much sense to Martin because he knew it well. <laughs> maybe you did, Bill. But I just thought. It just wasn't. I, I text Billy twice to confirm the album because I genuinely thought that Nine Inch Nails was heavier than that. Mm. That must be their. Uh, that, surely that goes down as a pop album. Right? That mm. is a. It's synth yeah. pop for me. I think they got got heavier than that. Certainly, um, they've always been like emotionally heavy, haven't they? Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The yeah. sound became a little bit more industrial, a little bit more uh, less. Well, these are sort of pop songs, aren't they? Really, yeah. you can. Yes, you can like I think there's a bit less of that, but like eighty yeah. sort of drum yeah. songs. I thought it was very like in some parts like, like the Cure and all that sort of sound. Yeah, Human League. Yeah, yeah the Depeche Mode, like you say. But yeah, I had forgotten how many just songs there are on it. Like really good sort of melodic <laughs> yeah. hooks and kind yeah. of sing along parts. Of mm. it, like definitely uh, were on this album as well. But I had gone into it a little bit nervous, thinking, hmm, what if I. I don't like this. After what, 30 years or whatever. Is that a slappy bass one as well? There was a disco yeah. track. I was yeah. like, this is great. Like, you know, just, <laughs> I, I didn't expect it. And so I am now, I'd listen to that again and again. Like, I, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Was it, maybe that's what I get or, yeah, or, or kind of I want to, but one of them's like the ballady one, which was also nice. But yeah. there was like a disco like synth line. I, was, yeah. I just didn't expect it basically. Mm. So I was quite shocked. <laughs> Only because I knew those other tunes, which yeah. are heavier, right? Yeah. I can hear how much he's influenced like bands like ten, fifteen years later as well, like especially who? like um, more like the like the new metal sort of sounds, and um, just like the heavier bands that have gone in there. Yeah, true. Like like Lincoln Park. Yeah, like, yeah, I was that. thinking that his voice is quite similar to. Yeah. I know they're not overly heavy, but I was. Um, I um, I, I found I, I, one of the songs. I was like, that sounds quite like Lincoln Park. Yeah, because well, yeah. I think it's this, it's that crossover with your like metal heavy music, and every new metal band had like a, a DJ or like a. Um, a synth player in there doing bits it's that crossover yeah, of that yeah, sound yeah. and I can That's sort of nice hear that, them yeah. like is it very influential can you hear the influence That's, I'd say it's, it's kind of hard for me to kind of think what, what did it influence afterwards because I feel like I'm over familiar with it as a thing rather than hearing where it went after, uh, after one, that what I really compare it to 
Um, there's a band called Black Light Burns, which is a, a, a side project from a Limp Biscuit, <laughs> a little bit niche, <laughs> but it's just like that sort of sound. Bill, you've lost all our followers, yeah. mate. <laughs> I just signed up. No, I'm joking. Yeah, go on. Like that sort of, yeah. So, in uh, was that with was that Limp Biscuit or the same makeup of Limp Biscuit or was that just guitarist? Just guitarist, right? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with Bill. I know you you said it was ninety. I actually, yeah, I felt it was more sort of like a bit of a end of an era 80s sort yeah. of album like even like influences from yeah like I say like 70s disco era as well like that was the overriding thing for me but like I said earlier not to repeat myself but the interesting I thought was the vocal like you don't really hear a lot, a lot of those songs you don't really hear with a vocal like that and I thought that was quite interesting mm. and lyrically yeah. he's quite poignant isn't it yeah yeah the I thought he's so, saying yeah. is quite I think it's just massive there's a few genres that you just you get on the album yeah it's quite interesting yeah that you, you wouldn't put together yeah. yeah. Have you seen them live, Martin? Uh, no. I don't know how much they played live. I saw them uh, at um, Red, in, Red in 2013. Yeah. And they were pissed off because they were supporting Biffy Clyro. Oh, yeah. And I think they thought they should be headliners. <laughs> I probably got a good shout and for that, they, they? And they didn't really get the crowd. I don't think he spoke. That's tricky, isn't it? Because like Biffy Clyro here, you kind of go, well, that's your audience, right? Mm. Whereas Nine Inch Nails, as, as successful as they are, and that must have been, I'm guessing, if Biffy Clyro were playing headlining or around, that must have been within the last 10 years or so. 2013. Uh, so by then, that's 13 years into Nine Inch Nails' career, and they're not as big here, certainly not as commercially mm. successful. Mm. So hit singles and all that a bit. Mm. So you can kind of understand, if you're, like, if you're creating the lineup for that yeah. festival, yeah. like Baby Clyro, obviously, yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> obviously it's going to be them, not Nine Inch Nails. Whereas if you were maybe like, uh, I don't know, Tour Circuit in the US and you're Nine Inch Nails, you might be going... Who the fuck are Biffy Clyro? <laughs> I guess. Um, well, they must have known that before they show up. Yeah. That feels odd. I couldn't uh, believe also, Martha, how many albums they've done. Am I right in thinking they've done loads? Yeah, I mean, well, I it's, it's, it's one of this. It's like 30 years now, isn't it? So <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's suppose. what I find kind of, what? Mm. So that, they, that is yeah. you know, 30 years old, this album. Jeez. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't sound like a thirty year old album, I don't think to me. But like, like I say, it's kind of it's interesting to me. I think the only thing because this is like I said, this is my sort of sorry teenage record yeah, buying yeah. years. Whereas for you, especially you, Billy, this is like yeah. you know not born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's just that drum sound that sounds so eighties. I think that's what takes it back. I think everything else. Twenty albums. You could twenty yeah. albums. Yeah, twenty albums. I yeah. know oh, with teeth is a great album. With teeth is like the late, a later one, isn't it? Yes, the one you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, this one was 453 on the list. Oh, so only slipped in. Uh, yeah, it's quite I think Downward Spiral down. be... Downward Spiral is another one that's on yeah. this list. I think there might be another one as well. I was just going to say, what, what, what did uh, Rolling Stone actually say about this? It starts with a quote from Trent Reznor. It says, The music I always liked as a kid was stuff I could bum out to and realise, hey, someone else feels that way too. Uh, if someone can do that with my music, then it's mission accomplished. This is the debut album which took bleak Midwestern goth industrial disco to the rock masses, <laughs> a move that would shape pop culture just as much as Nirvana's Nevermind. When Reznor sang, grey would be the colour if I had a heart on something I can never have, millions felt his pain. Which I... I knew that. See, I'm I, happy that. You got that. the disco reference, which yeah. is interesting. I wouldn't necessarily have gone, oh, there's disco references in there. You definitely like, picked disco it up. disco-y synths and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard yeah. because the vocal, I think... I think a vocal always depends on people, but normally a vocal drives an album, I think. And, you know, there's nothing else to his, in my opinion, there's nothing else to his vocal. He's a rock singer. Yeah. yeah. So that immediately puts them in that lane. But yeah, I think if he took out his, if he took out his vocal, like I yeah. said earlier, 
you could have easily got a prince or a uh, dare I say Bowie. Mm. Um, like <laughs> oh a, my god! Yeah, <laughs> coming in and, and doing another thing with it. That's yeah. why I was. That's why I found it really interesting. Yeah, as an album, uh, I listened to the remastered version of this oh, I straight didn't. off, like 2010 remastered thing. And the reason for that, and um, we were. But we have spoken about this idea of like what formats were. I would have bought this on CD and that's fine. But what I'd noticed when, and I don't know if you've ever encountered this, if you've owned CDs and then you rip them onto a computer so you can listen to them on iTunes or whatever like that. Um, and listening to that copy of that album mixed in amongst other new stuff, if I'd had it on my computer, it was really quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so much stuff was yeah. like uh, the volume levels that yeah. stuff was mastered at was so much lower. Yeah. Uh, and it was always a huge disappointment because you're like, you've got this, I don't know, whatever great track was before, and then you go, like, Head Like a Hole comes on, you're expecting to get blown away by it. And you crank up to your four and you're like, Is it my and then, and then the next one gets fucked. So, uh, yeah, so the remastered version of it, they sorted out that. Um, sort of, I mean, it's basically level mastered. I don't think mm. they've done anything much different to it other than just gone, this needs to be louder if it's going to sit in a streaming platform mm. next to everything else. I so, listen uh, to the original because I'm a purist, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it's what they've probably sorted that out as well because yeah. that was uh, like ripping it from CD to uh, computer to listen on a computer file. Yeah. Whereas with streaming now, they're level, they're, they're loudness balancing everything anyway. Yeah. So even the previous master. We'll be at the same level now if yeah. you're listening to it on a streaming platform. That's not going to be an issue anymore. And if it, unless know. you've got the stems, there's only, well, this, you'll know more, Martin, help me here. Unless you've got the stems, there's only so much you can do with a master, isn't there, really? In yeah, because of... mastering was all about, the, the whole purpose of mastering, this is where, like mastering turns into a dark art. The whole point of mastering is putting it on a format. That's, that's really the point of it. So it's like, we've got, the, we've got the recording, now we need to transfer that recording to, a for, like we need to transfer it to vinyl, or right. we need to transfer it to cassette, or we need to transfer it to sync. That is what mastering is So is, is it the about. job of the mix engineer to make an album or single whatever sound good on Sonic, different Sonically, Sonically awesome. Yeah, but on all different... On no, all, or is that that the was, that's the mastering so engineer the master, who does right. like, I want to make sure this sounds good for streaming, right. good that's for vinyl, thought, yeah. good for thing. Yeah. And obviously that's only late, late, late on that you've now got this issue of having multiple formats yeah. to put it on because in the past it would have been it just needs to sound good on a vinyl disc yeah that's the, it's true but actually. that was the mastering yeah. engineer's job was to make sure it got transferred from the tape to the disc yes properly right and worked on the disc and all that now they've probably got stuff. an iPhone there and being like does this sound good out like genuinely does it sound well, good well that, that idea of like translate yeah like translating I need to make sure it works on vinyl works on CD I need to take it to the car I need to listen to oh, it on earbuds and it's hard because they all sound and really different and make them sound all good but, um, but yeah mastering so that's what I was thinking about that remastering I reckon that one was remastered for volume reasons mm. originally for downloads but now that you're on streaming platforms everything's going to be um, level balanced anyway you know, like if you if you if you upload something to Spotify, they they push it to their level anyway. Yeah, it's of like course, it's, it's all rebalanced anyway. So, so with the masters, you only you only get the WAV, the the the, the WAV, one WAV file of the song, don't you? When you master, you don't get the stems. There's there you can do both. Oh, can you? You can do both. Stem mastering and stereo mastering are sort of slightly different techniques. Right, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but but then there's also people misunderstand stem mastering as thinking that's like mixing, which is not. No, because <laughs> no. mixing's mixing, and then stem mastering is stem mastering, and then stereo mastering is stereo mastering, and they're all different. But yeah, the, the purpose is people. all about creating the perfect final product. That's, final that's or vinyl? Final uh, <laughs> end, end, end product. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the whole purpose of it. 
But yeah, I, I loved it. For, I mean, but I've, I've loved it for most of my life, so I wasn't, <laughs> so I wasn't, so I wasn't that was surprised, the last time you used to do it before this one? Um, not that long. Well, the, the whole album, long yeah. time ago. I don't think it's, uh, it, it'll be a while since I listened to the whole album, but I definitely would have listened to individual tracks, mm. especially Head Like a Hole. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think and where I would you understand two, that one? Where would you two listen to this album again? Like what environment? I, I think it would go on my heavy playlist. I listen to most music in my car. <laughs> yeah. Um, car? Yeah. What, when you just... Yeah. I'll flip between... Like, yeah. I, right now, having listened to it, I'm thinking I'm going to use it as reference tracks as well. I'm going to listen to it when like the music that I'm making and thinking, yeah, I want to kind of get some of that... That's kind of exactly what into, I feel. ...into yeah. my you music. You like I'm running that as well. I think it's like... Yeah. 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 I thought it was really good. I thought it was yeah. a really good album. Well done, Rolling It's a really Stone. good sound. <laughs> maybe it will come yeah, down. Maybe it will come down. It's, it's, really, it's really good. Yeah. I'll tell you, I will be absolutely honest, though, because I think, and partly this might have been talking about um, how many tracks you get on an album and vinyl and um, CD and all that, but I could have done without the last track. Mm. I st- Everything else up to the last track, and I was like... I stopped it halfway through. <laughs> I genuinely did. So I, 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 I felt, oh, the last track, not I, the album. No, yeah. no, no, no. We no. <laughs> <laughs> never got that far. I no, listened to four of them. The last track, because I, I was saying to Billy, I, I listened to it twice on the run, and then I came in early this morning and, and ran it again in the background. And yeah, yeah last track was forgettable. I don't think it was a lot. Opening, opening track, their hit, isn't it? The, yeah, uh, Head Like a Hole was the big oh, hit. The yeah. one that didn't yeah. do it for me, I liked everything else, was the one where you just taught, you tried to rap. Oh, I liked Ring Finger. No, Ring Finger's not the last one. He's on my not, one. It's not the last. Oh, right. He's on my one. Maybe I've got an extra track. See, that's... Oh, yeah, that's... no, no, no. They added, they added an extra on the remaster. Right, that's what... They added that's, an extra, I was thinking, added a bonus I don't, track. I don't even remember this they, track. They, they added a bonus thinking. track because I read a review oh, on it as well. that makes sense. And the review said the bonus track was completely forgettable. <laughs> yeah, that makes... And it is, I agree. Yeah, uh, That completely is. makes sense. Um, God, that's good for you, Martin. You're on... You're on. Because I felt the same and then I saw that after, went back to the old... Oh, right. No, that makes sense because I thought, this isn't great. Get down, make love. It? Get down. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything else on this album is awesome. And this oh, one's like... I could have done without down in it. I think it's a little bit cringe. It's the one yeah. where he, try, he tries to rap a little bit. What I like the music. I like the music behind it. What, I don't was, know what was the ballad? I thought that was quite powerful. Oh, yeah. No guitar. Oh, that, that piano. Oh, something music. I can never have. Yeah. 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 Something yeah. I can never have. That's that like, lyric as well, yeah. yeah. And I think the disco-y one was kind of I want to. Dun, or that's dun, what I get. Yeah, one with a with very groovy yeah, bass. Yeah. And then one had like a, every time he did a verse, there was like a synth line sort of after him. And I was like, wow, this is, I did not expect this. But I like yeah. that kind of I want to as well. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. What I found very pleasing was all of these tracks are good, except the last one. When <laughs> I'm really like, going to listen to the last wow. one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no <laughs> don't, said don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother. Because I, I was saying, I, that I was that, that CD thing, like I said, I think on, on vinyl you would get about 45 minutes. And this album with that final track on it is about 49 minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's only gone on because it's on the CD. He's going, let's put it on. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is shit. Well, that, so he's Shit's got maybe my, a bit harsh, he's but I was got like, my dream I could, career I could easily time. do without it. He, what, what kicking out band members? No, no, no. Well, just like, <laughs> not, not quite. But the, what, 89, so what, 30, 30 odd, over 30 years. You do um, the maths. 30 years. Yeah. 20 albums. Yeah. Beautiful, like making yeah. albums. And then goes and starts making film scores as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then has the ability, like we've said, I don't know any more albums, so it's I will now. Supports his favorite band, Biffy Clyro. But he goes through, yeah, supports his favorite <laughs> goes through different genres and stuff. So, oh, oh yeah, the and, won, and won a Grammy for a sample that he gave away for free as well. Oh, what little Nas? Uh, the yeah, the um, old time road, long time road, yeah, <gasps> old time road, yeah. Yeah, that, that's him. 
Legends. Yeah, he gave away a whole bunch of stems for free. He said, like, do what you want with this. And one of the things that got made out of it was Old Town Road, which is, what, th- the biggest ever single-selling song of two years ago or whatever wow. it was. Yeah. It was, like, huge. And he's won a Grammy for it. Not only did he win a Grammy for it, but it's a Grammy for Best Country Music. <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, that's a, that's a career. All right, are we done with Nine Inch Nails for now? We are. Yeah. Doing it again. Yeah. It's always, it's always <laughs> off for a pee in mid, in mid thing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I dent. The writing's on the wall by Sam Smith. Nah. 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 Was that an album or just a single? I think it was just his Bond single, wasn't I it? I don't get it. Writing's on the wall. When we said it was when we said it was the writings on the wall uh, last week. No, this was far better. Sorry, Sam. But uh, it was. The writings on the wall by Destiny's Child. Talking about band names, I read that they were wanting to be called Destiny, but there was already a band called Destiny, which is why, they, that's why they ended up with Destiny's Child. I think it's cool. So they might have been called Destiny, but yeah. but couldn't. One of, uh, that is the what we were talking about band names earlier. That is a Destiny's Child, a great example of a band name that I've never even thought about. Destiny's Child. I never really yeah. thought about it. It's just their name. Destiny's you know? Child. And yeah, it just yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we didn't do the uh, what did you know about this band before with Nine Inch Nails, but what did you know about Destiny's Child? It sounds like a stupid question. Beyonce, oh, Kelly I know nothing about Destiny's Child. Beyonce and Kelly Rowan, that's what I knew. Couldn't tell you the other two. Is there five? No, three. <laughs> Is there three of them? How many people well, on the album cover? Three. Four. Oh, maybe it started with four, and then they, they dropped. there's one called Mich- one of the girls called Michelle. She came afterwards. See, this is good. This, this is this is the this is the politics behind this album. There's, There's four on the album four, cover. Four of them in this album. That doesn't but, even but, look like Beyonce. That's <laughs> Kelly Rowland. Yeah, I don't know who the other two are. There's four. There's four of them in the in the band when they made this album. But by the time they, I think the third or the fourth single came out, they basically ditched two of the members. And basically fell out of them legal arguments. Hadn't told them that they were out of the band. Basically went to shoot a video without them in it. Rings a bell. And then they got two new people in. uh, Michelle Williams being one of them. And then the other girl who I can't remember the name of. Who then also left because she felt she was left out. So by the time they get to their next album, there's three of them. Yeah, but it's kind of like girls. Which is like now become the classic Destiny's Child lineup. And surely they're in the dance studio or the recording studio and they look to their right and they see Beyonce either on the mic or dancing. They go, yeah, I'm a bit out of my depth. We're in trouble here. I should probably walk. (laughs) We want a verse and Beyonce does it. It's like, yeah, we're going to keep her on it. I don't know if they all sound the same or it's just 99% Beyonce on this album. That, the latter. Would it be fair to say she's the lead singer, right? Is yeah. that is that fair? I mean, I really personally like Kelly Rowland's voice as well. Kelly Rowland's written one of my favorite songs, "No Stole" by Kelly Rowland. Yeah, literally one. Of my yeah, favorite she's a great singer, and that's not to do disservice to uh, Michelle. Well, actually, Michelle wasn't even so. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> she wasn't even in this album. But the other two, there's one verse. One of them gets one of the hits, and it's. I genuinely was driving, and I thought. The vocals have suddenly dropped way weaker. Mm. They've gone weaker. So yeah. I think it's one of those things. You still get it with boy bands and, and, and girl. But, you know, there's a reason Gary Barlow does all the singing. There's a re- reason. That, um... <laughs> oh, come on. Mark Owen's classics. Yeah. <laughs> come on. And Beyonce was the star. And, I mean, she's kind of proven everyone right by being, what, arguably the biggest artist in the pop culture world. I think that's Currently? possibly fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. So and she... again, to think that this is 20 years ago. 
It's I like, wow. You can tell it was 20 years ago, though, as well. Yeah, but, like well, them. I meant yeah. more like yeah. the fact that you think oh, Beyonce's yeah. been going for more than 20 yeah, years no, already. Wow, that seems like yeah. nuts yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it does sound. It does sound like ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like I think some of the skits on there, like the first tracks, like what am I listening to when you first? It's got yeah. like that Godfather thing on it, and it keeps appearing throughout. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. You could do without because there's some great. It's, pop it feels tracks like there. a weird approach sort of thing. Although yeah. I, I wanted to, I, I thought about this as I was. I was I, I, this is the first one of these albums, like on this list that I was listening to, thinking I should take notes. Cause I feel, <laughs> cause like for like in preparation for coming into yeah. like, so I've got some notes about this yeah. album actually because. It was the first time I was like thinking stuff as I was listening yeah. to tracks about yeah. what was going on at this period of time. And I th- and also I thought this is the first album, I think, out of all of these, it feels like it's just a bunch of singles. Yeah. Maybe the Taylor Swift one, but even that had a sort of a yeah. story of a romance, yeah. breakup romance sort of thing. But this feels like they've imposed a structure on it, this kind of follow through of the this is our rules sort of yeah. stuff. But it's like songs. But also I thought... That opening track when they do the the uh, the Godfather kind of oh, it's Beyonce Corleone. Yeah, yeah. When listening to that, I did do a kind of what is going on here. Yeah, yeah. But then I also thought, oh, this is fun. Yeah, yeah. Like it's maybe the first of all the albums that we've listened to so far that I thought, oh, there's a sense of humour here. Yeah. This is actually they're having a bit of a laugh. Mm. Yeah, massively. <laughs> or were they trying to be serious? <laughs> this, so this was what I alluded to earlier. For me, this is. Um, I, I know you haven't asked me, Martin, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> but this is the biggest. This was the biggest. I know it appears like I'm in charge here, but I'm not really. <laughs> this was the biggest gulf for me between the four singles, yeah, and the rest of the album. And I tried to be like, okay, try and because because the brain's a very complex thing. Yeah. Familiarity. I always argue with people that familiarity. You might hate a song at first, but if the radio plow it down your 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 um yep. ear holes enough you'll start singing along yeah i think there's an argument for that yeah. with the human brain and the makeup anyway that's a rabbit hole yeah. but so i really tried to detach myself from knowing say my name jumping jumping bugaboo for, you know whatever yeah but then i just and i was listening to my girlfriend i said and she's a big destiny child fan yeah and we both agreed that the force those four singles were in another league to the rest of the album and the rest of the album was completely forgettable and just like one out of ten attempts to be like that it weren't even like they went except from Amazing Grace I think which they did at the end Yeah, Yeah. they didn't even try and do something different it was almost just like a real a a real poor attempt at the similar sort of thing I did not like that Amazing Grace at the end I tell you what I didn't I loved the single I think think the singles tell the story of the album and then yeah like you said the other ones are attempts at singles that don't quite make it I liked Sweet 16 I liked how it came down a step on the I think it's more piano and it's a little bit more ballady quite like that one but the rest of them yeah when you compare it to like Say My Name which was just yeah it was a huge I was surprised how many I actually remembered because I was too young, three years old when it came out. Yep. So like stuff you just like, oh, I haven't heard that in years. And, um, and well, the bangers I just, as well. You just think, I thought of you actually, because yeah. I thought, because I was very much living in that sort of like 90s, you know, that that was like, the that's why I loved it so much. It was nostalgic for me. Like yeah. that is the sound yeah. of the 90s. Um, certainly with the R&B, they, 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 they were the queens. They were incredible. Yeah. But um I thought of Billy because I thought, well, he might not, you know, for me, I know the jumping jumper, the bugaboo, yeah. you make me one, yeah. don't matter. Yeah. But I thought, well, he'll definitely know it just from being in nightclubs because yeah. they still get yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. rinsed still, don't yeah. they? And that's where you know yeah. it from. They just still get played and played and played again. They're, they're almost classics for that sort of yeah. stuff, you know? Well, one of the biggest things for me as well, what I noticed is around that time is 
pop music nowadays is so like I know synthetic. You make it yeah. on your computer. You still done through keyboards and all that, but it's not like where you get like a real guitar sound mm, in there. Mm. It's, it's like a load of acoustic guitar made into a beat <laughs> and like real drum sounds. Yeah, yeah. sampled. I know it's yeah. done that very first track as well. It's like oh, that's that's a clip. That's an yeah. acoustic guitar, but then yeah. it's been clipped. And, yeah, yeah, uh, sampled. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, my fan? Uh, not really. Not not not. But not my thing. I think is probably. Fair. Certainly, yeah. at, at the time, it definitely passed me by a bit. I was sort of aware of the tracks, but not listening, probably not listening to pop music chart music at the time, and that's where I was hitting. But so li- listening to it, I was thinking, do you get, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but I was thinking, do you get Destiny's Child or certainly this album without the Spice Girls? Because it's a bit girl powery. Mm. It's definitely a different vibe. Well, Spice and Girls, then the Spice Girls had to kind of catch up. They got sort of overtaken by Destiny's Child yeah. and then tried to catch up with that, I think, and then sort of lost What year the was Spice Girls? Was that 94? So 96 was their first album. And was it? And did they yeah. crack America, Spice Girls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they did, Cracked the world, they? basically, yeah. But it's definitely that sort of girl power thing. So I was thinking, is there a, is there a, a point where you kind of go... If it hadn't been for the success of the Spice Girls, do you get the opportunity to have Destiny's Child? Notwithstanding yeah. the talent that kind of goes, of course. But then this album, I was like thinking, this is a bit of a girl power statement. Oh, from that so, from that aspect, yeah. I think, so I think, is there that? Potentially. I think they're more, sound, sound like more like, it was TLC before them. Yeah. Quite the same I, I, thing. I, I think there's yeah, a clear yeah. genre distinction. Yeah. Of, so I was thinking those scrubs are, are, are yeah, the same as that sort of yeah, bills, bills, yeah. bills, the message being sort of similar. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. I Although think, I thought that was all as well. Let's, t- tell me what you think about this. What are they saying in that song? Are they saying, pay, you should be paying pay my bills or yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be paying your bills? Which is it? I'm not sure. It sounds to me like, because as a statement, initially it seems to be like, well, I have to keep like forking out for you. And who lends anyone their credit card anyway? Does anyone <laughs> do that? But that's like, that's the whole point. I think the point and of the song the, is like, and some, then the yeah. chorus is like, uh, I, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you're not paying for me and you should be. And that's why I'm splitting up with <laughs> you. Oh, I was it's because you're not bum. paying for anything. The bloke was a bum and yeah. she was paying for I, was, I mean, there is that, but it's like, you know, you don't, you don't pay my bills is basically what they're saying in the chorus. So, so you should. Yeah. You So I'm looking for someone who's going to pay for me. Was called, is that what they're saying? Maybe I've misread it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think back to, just on back to your thing with the Spice Girls, I think, I think, and no disrespect to the Spice Girls, but I think the genres are slightly different where definitely Spice not Girls are like, not the same genre. Yeah, yeah pop and you've got the R&B. And also I think, I think Destiny Child wiped the floor with them, their like vocal mm. harmonies. Oh, I think that, that should be, that should be acknowledged. That was something that jumped out to me is that I haven't gone back to listen to old Destiny's Child albums for years, but what stood out for me and where I applaud them mm. massively is their vocal arrangements, their vocal harmonies. And yeah. I think the Simon Cowell machine, which started putting together groups and yeah. bands, certainly that, that, that came after them, mm. um, there would not, no one was up to it, and these these yeah, yeah. girls were all dancing, all the triple threat, absolutely. You know, and and this is an album they took over more of the writing and production. Apart their previous album, debut album, I think it'd be more sort of written by other people, given to them. Yeah, this one they stepped up and gone. No, we're we're do writing. You th- yeah. Do you think people like of this sort of genre, maybe not so the R and B, but the actual like pop spice worldy one? 
do you think people listen to it for the album tracks when they go to listen to it? I think yeah, they just they listen up for them four or five singles. Just the hits, yeah. Well, then, like, I, like I say, I think the golf was massive and I think yeah. you're probably right with Spice Girls. We haven't got a Spice, I mean, a Spice Girls album. Can you name an album track? No way. I think it's very much on that, on that. But, but same with like... I thought Hey Ladies could have been a single. That was the only one I was listening to that song. I'm surprised this wasn't a single. Oh, actually. okay. Was, um, but I mean, it's still... You're thinking about the songs they, that they are on there. had four hits from there. I haven't yeah. actually looked about peak positions, but I imagine there was four. I think Say My Name was definitely a number one. They had uh, Bills, 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 Jumping, Jumping, mm. and Bugaboo. And they were like the mm. four that like, you And know, it's a massive commercial success, this album as well. Yeah. I, 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 went to, I meant to check and I haven't done. I might do it for the podcast notes. Um, <laughs> but I think this might be the most commercially successful album that well, we've done say, so far. I was going to say, when do you ever get four so big like, songs? Mm. And it's multi-platinum. I think it's like 30 million sales or something Jeez. ridiculous, yeah. this album. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be the biggest commercial success that we've got, but I think it might be the biggest one we've done so far. Yeah, more than Taylor Swift, maybe. uh, Yeah, I think over time, I think it's bigger. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah, in the pop world for sure. Yeah, not saying that those aren't massive successes, but I think this might be the biggest one. Uh, well, it's kind of why the, why the album tracks I think can just be a bit throwaway because you think well listen we've got four you've got four, we've got four hits bangers, here yeah. we've, got, we've got four big yeah. songs and they are like timeless as well aren't they like I said they're still yeah. playing the clubs now it's not like exactly yeah but it, but it's, it's still an influence and I wanted it? to actually that's the other thing I wanted to say when we talked about the, the sort of length of things Sorry, this is a CD album right this is definitely not a one that was done for vinyl mm. because mm. it's over an hour long this album yeah. so I think it's the longest one we've yeah, done yeah, for sure. um, so far And that's 25 minutes up the skits in there Hey, without yeah. Godfly, <laughs> yeah. without a little bit, so. yeah. thou shalt not bug, uh, or whatever it was, and that's the format, right? This wouldn't, this would have to be a double album if you were in mm. vinyl yeah. culture, and I think would you put out a double album as your second album if you're? Do you know what I mean? I think that that's kind of yeah. where you yeah. where you get good, into good that point. sort of this album doesn't exist in its format unless you're into the world of CDs and um, iTunes and stuff like that. I think. That you can be that long and then put extra tracks on it and mm. it can be an over an hour long album. And then you think maybe it shouldn't have been. Maybe there's tracks that should have been single B-sides mm. or left left alone completely. Mm. Yeah, and you get away with it because long. it's longer. I mean, if, if you go onto their Spotify page, yeah. they have... They nearly they have just under thirteen million monthly listeners still, still which is yeah. quite a lot. Was the last time released something? Um the last would have been the last thing they released would have been two thousand and five, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they officially split. They did a they did a they did a sort of reformed tour thing, didn't they? And then officially split up after that. Yeah. But I think it was mid two thousands, yeah. But just to kind of back up my previous point was uh, <laughs> Bills, 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 say my out of their five popular tracks, the most played tracks. Bills, 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 Say My Name, Jumping, Jumping, all in the top five. Yeah. Survivor being a huge song yeah, they did yeah, yeah. later, and Independent Woman, which was uh, the album after, yeah. one, which was the one after. So what I was going to do was just try and find their first ever album and see what that um, what the hit was. But anyway, I can't find it. So I don't know, because I don't know what actually... called Destiny's Child? Was it? And I don't know album? what yeah. like, threw them into the stratosphere of being huge. Was it this album or was it... I think... So. Was it the one before? I think if you're selling 30 million um, albums, it's got to be yeah. on this list. I mean, I think the, the, the previous album, Less Impact, but giant. obviously allowed them to do this one. Well, just whilst you're looking that up, also, the Rolling Stone uh, thing about this says, looking back now, Destiny's Child seemed like the last gasp of R&B vocal groups, a tradition that was swept out of the mainstream in the 2000s. On this kinetic, shattering album, the group, especially a wunderkin named Beyonce Knowles, Took a more hands-on approach to writing and producing, helping to craft juddering club singles like Bills, Bills, Bills and Bugaboo. The ballad Say My Name quickly became a modern standard. Yeah, um, so, so and I've just found that first album, and uh, sorry if there's any listeners out there who would disagree with me, but I don't recognise 
any of those songs on the first album, not one. I couldn't tell you any of them. But, and then this second album come and then they have their four hits. Yeah. Like, so I imagine this was a huge, this was, what, what number was this on the list? Uh, 191. Yeah. So I imagine this was. I don't, disagree, I don't really disagree. Oh, again, I wouldn't go back and 291, sorry. 291. Yeah. But it probably deserves a place on the list, doesn't it? I think for what like for yeah. what Martin just said that they said for for R and B vocal I mean you had boys for men before them on the male side of things um, but the, we said about TLC but I think this they were I think generally considered the best yeah I mean look at like I, Little I, Mix for example you think you can hear the influence of what Little Mix are trying to trying to do I mean they, they, oh yeah they the, from, from the influence from what it led to vocal not harmonies least, not least and, the career of Beyonce yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. That's kind of launched off the back of this group, obviously. But yeah, there's the sort of what, what's come after. Who else is like Destiny's Child that's sort of come after as an R&B vocal group? That's what Rolling Stone's saying, the death of the R&B vocal group. And I'm like, is that true? But then I can't. I suppose you kind of genre. So you'd I'm say like, like Little Mix for like pop, but, but then they have a few sort of R&B sort of nods the to the R&B genre. There, yeah. But what I like, that R&B came into the mainstream here, and I'm a big fan of R&B. It was kind of very nostalgic me in the 90s and it was nice that it was it came into the mainstream um and uh yeah i think 100 and did you say 191 291, 291. Uh, yeah i think it's well deserves its place yeah. in in uh, yeah there if yeah. not maybe even a bit lower i don't think you can yeah. dislike it can you you might, pop might not be your thing but they're still yeah. bangers, aren't they? And they're like, you might not. And they're great to, vocals, yeah. and they're great. It's one of the questions yeah. that like, the, that it's you great. end up asking is like, if you if you want to represent that genre, what is there that's better? Yeah. Exactly. I suppose that's part of it. That's a good ending like, sort of you, question. You, what, yeah. what else is there that you would replace Same this animal. with? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Cool. Destiny's Child's well done. You might go. You, you you could go far. Oh, the thing the thing that I uh, discovered off the back of reading about this was uh, Kelly Rowland's name is Calendria. That's I a had, lovely name. I had no idea. Her actual oh, name is. They Calendria. should have let her keep that record yeah. label. Yeah. You need a shaven man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Just, call me Kelly. Yeah. I don't know why she's Liverpool. <laughs> that, was, that was odd. <laughs> so well done, guys. Destiny's Child done. Parked. I, mean, I don't think we never need to come back to Destiny's Child ever we've again. We've had a good eclectic mix here. Just like we? the two members that were that were ditched from it. We've um, had R and B. We've had. Um, we're going to do this on the podcast. One, one of us is not going to show up in the future. We just we'll never talk about them again. Yeah. Just <laughs> they were, they were, didn't 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 Miles used to be part of this group? No. 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 <laughs> He's in the Hartford River. <laughs> right. Let's do next week's two tracks. Let's see what we get. No we're, we're on. We're on. We're on Billy's randomizer, right? Ready? At, at the same time, I've got to find my page of stuff. I hope it's David Bowie again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Sure, you do. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing it. Okay, go for it. Oh, ten. I said it, didn't I? Ten. Oh, he's actually got a number ten. Ten. This, this, people are going to think that this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is fake. I said at least the top ten. It was you've, ten. You've made it up. Well, interestingly, not not a million miles. Well, probably, oh, I'm going to say this and people will go, you fucking idiot. But uh, not a million miles away, I was going to say. Number ten is Lauren Hill, The Miseducation I've of Lauren Hill. I've always Wicked. Wicked. I've always been interested. So, uh, yeah, I've never listened to that. Um, I'm aware of singles from it, but um, big album. That always just. <laughs> I was going to say I loved her better in the Black Eyed Peas, but that's a bad joke. <laughs> big, 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 big album. I, yeah, all, that, big that album. seems to be on the top ten in like not just Rolling Stone list, not on on most people's lists. Like that album. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. I think I think we're into definite. Well, I mean, we're in the top ten, so we're looking at class, aren't we? Really? So uh, that'll be interesting. Cool. Yeah, I've never listened to that. Okay, cool. Next one. Yeah, three hundred and forty-four. 
Oh, it's going to be some dead band, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> some some dead some band. Some dead band. Joking. Some dead. Do you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> I kind of meant it in the way of like, yeah, like dead music. <laughs> yeah. Not actually dead, but probably well, dead I mean, as well. You might not be wrong. Uh, the album at number 344, and again, it's, an al- it's a band I know, but not really anything I could talk knowledgeably about. Uh, 344 is Funky Kingston by Toots and the Maytales. Oh, wicked. I love Toots and the Maytales. So, uh, should we skip that one? That's no, it's wicked. <laughs> Oh, oh, Miles wants to listen to it. Let's not. I've already forgotten. Where is it? Toots and the Maytales. Toots and the Maytales. What year Uh, is that? uh, I'm just going to find out for you. What what year is Toots and the Maytales? Funky Kingston is from 1973. I was going to say 80s. I would have got it wrong, yeah. (laughs) I definitely listened to Lauren Hill first. You like yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you might recognise stuff on it. You might listen to it and go, oh, I recognise that. Maybe. Definitely well, will. That's going to be good. <laughs> Voted the 11th best album of 1975 in the Jazz and Pop poll. It's <laughs> Oh, rock steady, man. <laughs> it was 378 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 albums in uh, 2012. Uh, and has gone up to number 344 in the 2020 <sighs> revised list. So it's being re-evaluated as better. I think Billy's going to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Well, some more fun listening for uh, for this we week. We sit Lauren Hill now, actually. Cool. Whoa. Right, guys. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. How, do we, how do we wind this up? We tell everyone we love them. I love yeah. you. Love you. Love you. Bye. See you next Bye. week. See you next week. <laughs> Forgive me.